And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Aaron Grace, Oracle Advanced Energy Worker and Starseed, who is working on shifting the consciousness of the planet. Aaron, thank you for being my guest and welcome. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks for having me. If you don't mind, Aaron, can you tell us about your spiritual awakening that led you to what you're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've always been intrigued uh, with spirituality. Um, I kind of got into the New Age movement a little bit in the very beginning, say around 2012 era. Um, But um, basically, my big spiritual awakening happened in 2018. And to be honest, it was triggered by an emotional pain that came up. So many of us tend to go through these spiritual awakenings when we're facing very dark, depressive times, actually. Um, We call this the dark night of the soul. But what it is, is basically our bodies going through a big transformation. And that's what occurs is we kind of lose ourselves temporarily. And so in 2018, I was in a state where I was in a middle of like a depression kind of stuck. And basically I was sitting down and kind of feeling worthless at the time, because this would be like the lowest version of me. And all of a sudden something just snapped on and it was almost like a a light bulb went off. And this light bulb was this higher consciousness. It was my higher self. It was the same thing that the Buddhist kind of experience with um, Atman or Jivan Mukti, it just kind of like came on. And I know that's not um, very uh, common because normally it requires a lot of spiritual work to attain that level of consciousness. Uh, but for me, I believe personally that I did a lot of work in past lives that truly led up to this um, very random spiritual awakening that happened when I was in the depths of my own soul. And so this huge light bulb turned on and it was, it was my higher self. It was this um, omnipresent version of me that is always there. And for that moment, and it actually lasted quite a while, I, I fluctuate in and out of that state of consciousness. Now I don't maintain it all the time. However, um, I was going to say that when that happened, it all of a sudden, any fears that I had just disappeared. It was as if I knew how perfect this whole plan was. It was as if I wanted to tilt my head back and laugh at the sky because I realized that everything I had been through up until this point uh, was leading to this huge awakening. And that awakening was so worth it. So everything I had been through in my past, you know, childhood, you know, going through young adulthood, I'm, I'm a mother with three daughters, and I've had ups and downs in marriage. And so everything I had been through, it just totally made sense. It was as if all the puzzle pieces had connected magically. And it was like, Oh, I know why I went through all of that. And it was leading to this grand awakening. And that was in 2018. Now I wasn't completely healed or perfect at that point I had a lot of work to be doing so when you asked um so that was my initial awakening but what led me to be the version of me that I am now is I've done a lot of healing work on myself um I worked with a lot of other energy workers as well to help shift um and really help me heal from 
things in my in my past in this life I, I was carrying a lot of trauma and so as we heal and this isn't just me this is for everyone but as we heal and we go through these layers of who we are we end up becoming clearer and clearer and clearer to the point where we can access very high versions of us so not just our physical personality selves but also different layers of our consciousness so that that maybe sums that up for you so when you first connected with your higher self was it like you had a massive download or how would you really describe it, that connection so when the only way to describe it would be to really experience it so basically this is kind of a hint because whenever i want to tap into this um, source of consciousness, I ask myself a question and I say, who's listening to my thoughts right now? And so, because we're always talking to ourselves, there's always thoughts running through your mind, but who's really listening to those thoughts? That omnipresence came through. So it wasn't necessarily a download. It was a full embodiment. I don't really know how to describe it. Do you think that if we asked ourselves that same question quite oftenly that we may connect with our own higher selves? A hundred percent. A hundred percent because it's always with you. It's always with you and you actually don't have to do anything. That was part of the um, joy that I felt when I when I connected because I realized that it's always been there. It's always been there. That. That was the magic. So anyone, right. everyone has this. Everyone yeah. does. I would think, of course, it's always been there because it's us. Absolutely. It's just maybe just operating mm -hmm. in this layer that we're just not fully connected to or just not fully aware of it. And and whatever clicked for me, it just was fully there. And I got it. I was like, whoa, just blown away. Um, and then trying to describe that to other people. That was funny, too. <laughs> How often do you connect with your higher self? I, I try to on the daily, honestly. So I have a morning practice and it's what keeps me in such uh, a good energetic state now. Now, right away when this happened, I wasn't so disciplined with myself. It's only because now this is four years of me truly working towards attaining higher consciousness. So because I want to attain higher consciousness, I've put in certain daily practices that help me connect in. So that question is something that I've almost created like a, it's almost like a shortcut or like a loop or I don't know how to, yeah, like a little shortcut. It's like a phrase that I can ask myself that when I sit down in meditation and close my eyes and I really listen to the thoughts in my head or like who's really listening? And then that comes through is this omnipresent voice. It's like, I am, right? The I am that I am, we hear this a lot. And, and to really embody and experience that is the goal of meditation. Once you feel like you're connected, do you start asking questions and you just get an answer? Okay, so with that omnipresence, there is no questions to ask because it's nothingness, it's pureness, it's source. It's, it's the state that we can connect to when we want to recharge our batteries. So it's like connecting to the self that has no questions, has no yearning. Um, now, when you do ask though, um, because I, that is like that omnipresence that comes through my highest version of myself. However, we're many, there's many layers of consciousness. So I do have beings that I can ask those questions to. 
So if that makes sense, it's a different state of consciousness. If I want to ask questions, I need to be in a bit of a different state and maybe reaching up into different layers of who I am. But the ultimate goal really would be to achieve that, that omnipresence, that Atman, that um, Jivan Mukti. There's so many words for it. Um, samadhi, people call it Samadhi. So there's different layers of consciousness ex experience, I guess, experience, yeah. So is that state like a meditative state? I would say so. I would say so. And there's no, um, and there's just pure bliss and it's joyful that this one that I'm talking about, like that initial spiritual awakening, that was the bliss, no questions, just total understanding, total, there's wordlessness. Like there was no need for words because you feel so whole and so complete and that's healing. Like that is like, again, um, I connect with that on the daily to recharge my batteries so that, you know, it's almost like it, it fills me full of healing energy as well when I connect in. Mm -hmm. All right. In the beginning, I mentioned that you are an oracle. Can you mm -hmm. tell us what the difference is between an oracle, a medium, and um, a channeler? Absolutely. Yes. Um, so I did study mediumship and channeling, and then I only to find out that there is a difference and that I am an oracle. So um, a medium or someone who practice medium, medium, mediumship, um, basically they are connecting in with uh, the fourth dimension, the astral, and that would be in the fourth dimension. And there's many beings that hang out in the fourth dimension because it's like a middle ground where certain beings can come into the astral to communicate with people on earth. And so mediumship is just reaching that fourth dimension. So if we're in the third dimension, they're reaching up just one layer, just one um, etheric layer. And so that is where a lot of loved ones who have passed away can communicate with us in that astral layer. So a lot of mediums do connect with passed on loved ones, um, or other other beings that kind of reside in that dimension. So that's media, medium ship um, and then we have channeling which is very common now where because um, many people are tapping into their channeling abilities but channeling is when you connect with a being that is maybe a galactic being or an angel or a guide and they're usually residing in higher dimensions higher than the fourth dimension and they're able to actually communicate with these beings by bringing that bringing the being's consciousness through their own vessel and allowing that energy to speak through them. So a lot of people are able to do that because our bodies are um, highly evolved biological. Uh, like they're, they're, our bodies are amazing and they hold our souls inside them. So when people channel, they usually are connecting with some sort of being in these different planes of existence. And they're bringing that consciousness through their vessel and allowing that to speak through them or, you know, so that's the channeling. Now, as an oracle, which I found out throughout my steps of awakening, like I said, I did study mediumship. I did study channeling, but I found out that this is where I should be at is being an oracle. So an oracle is someone who taps into the higher versions of themselves. So we are multidimensional. We exist on many different planes of existence as well. 
So not only separate consciousnesses exist in higher planes, but you actually exist in higher planes. So there's a version of you that exists in the fifth dimension. There's a version of you in the sixth dimension and upwards and onwards. And so as an oracle, I am integrating these higher aspects of me into my body. So I don't connect with anything outside of who I am. I connect with the higher versions of, of me, the different fractals of me, and I allow that to be embodied and I'm able just to speak to you. So already, like the way I speak, it does shift from like the personality, Erin, that is a mom and has to do 3D things like go grocery shopping, that version of me doesn't normally hold all this knowledge. But the moment that the knowledge is needed, I have higher aspects of myself that comes through and delivers the knowledge that I'm that's being asked or is needed. Yeah. So so it's connecting as an oracle, I connect with higher versions of who I am. And those higher versions of who you are are communicating with beings in whatever dimension. Yes, they're part of groups. They're part of councils. They also have missions as well. Yeah, yeah. So they have basically every layer of who I am holds different information. And every layer of who I am is, um, they have a different gift as well. And so my healing abilities, because I do energy work, uh, my healing abilities came in through me integrating with a higher aspect of myself that already knew healing. So it wasn't like the physical Aaron really learning all the methods. It was integrating with higher versions of me that would come and be like, okay, I already know this. It was a remembering. Almost the same way I could describe the light bulb going on. It's very similar how it just kind of shifts. And all of a sudden I have access to a lot of different information. In the fourth dimension, is that where we all are during the in-between lives? So, you know what, that's a very interesting question. That You can go there, um, but ultimately you, would, you wouldn't want to stay there. So usually when people pass on, they do spend a little bit of time in that fourth astral dimension, but usually they move on to higher planes or even going back to source to rest. We hear a lot about that with um, people who experience... Uh, I was going to say near-death experiences, even sometimes they do get to feel what source feels like. So ultimately, you don't want to stay in the fourth dimension. Some people who pass on are still a little bit confused, so they do hang out there until they figure out that they can that they can go elsewhere. Or usually they hang out in the fourth dimension until some of their family, like their soul family, will come in and say, hey, and then they'll bring them up to wherever their next uh you know, like wherever the next step is. And it's a little bit different for everyone where, where you're going to go. Yeah. I guess you could say technically we're in every dimension. And Absolutely. then, and then what we're talking about is when you are in the between, I guess where you focus your attention is, is what dimension you you happen to be in at the time. Yeah. It's actually has to do with like the, the level of consciousness that you hold really, because if you don't really understand what's going on and you're very confused, you would kind of stay in the fourth dimension until you got a hold of your consciousness and just kind of like understood what was really happening. So for someone who has advanced understandings of all these different layers of existence, when they pass on, they wouldn't really need to hang out in that fourth dimension very long. They would be able to go like, boom, I know where I'm going, right? So it is different for everyone based on 
uh, the level of consciousness that you've attained during your lifetime on earth. And we hear about like avatars and, you know, they all have different stories about how they pass on or whether they ascend or not. And so again, it has to do with the level of consciousness you've attained in this lifetime or how much you've remembered. We're all very high level souls on this earth. It's just here, we've got this amnesic state going on. And even when we pass away, sometimes that amnesia sticks and it takes a while for that to come off for us to remember who we are again. How many dimensions are there and in what dimension is source located in? Okay, so that's a big question (laughs) because source is source and source is located everywhere you are made of source so source is in every single little atom of your body source exists in every single cell source is in everything that you see and touch around you um but source is also um we have a very very big universe and it, it universe isn't even the right word it's like a cosmoverse it's many universes of universes so source is everywhere so when you say what dimension is sources in um sources in all the all sorry source is in all the dimensions and also in none of the dimensions um because source is actually way outside of the time matrix of incarnation that you can take. So when you ask how many dimensions there are, we're looking at our specific time matrix, which is our universe that we can see. So when we absorb or when we observe this universe, we're looking at our time matrix more or less. We can't observe another universe yet. We're not able to do that. So in this time matrix, I was taught Now, there are many different other teachings out there. However, I was taught by my team in the, in, so I'll I'll kind of start small, but I was taught by beings that reside in the 12th dimension and in the 15th dimension. And they showed me the structures of our time matrix, which is a 15 dimensional structure. Um, So there are 15 dimensions in this universe that we're living in. Can you give us like a brief overview of what's in each dimension okay so i can do my best um i'll try to verbalize it i'm not a super pro when it comes to anywhere between well let's just see what comes through because that'll be interesting um so we live in a 15th dimensional time matrix and our our 15th dimensional time matrix is broken up into five different densities and so in each density we have three dimensions. And so we are living in density one. And in density one resides the first dimension, the second dimension, and the third dimension. That's density one. That's like the first section of, it's almost like, um, how can we describe it? It's almost like looking at Uh, The way we measure things when we look at a ruler and we see all the millimeters and we see a centimeter and then we see a full meter. Do you know what I mean? So uh, we have basically um, uh, my brain is kind of like subdivisions, subdivisions. Exactly. So we're in density one, which has the three lower dimensions. So dimension one, two and three. And then in the next Um, density up and density two, there exists dimensions four, five, and six. And when we talk a little bit about 
if you've heard of switching to like how we're all ascending to 5D. And the reason why it's such a big deal is because we're going from one density to another density. So that's kind of where the big, big shift happens is because we're actually going up a higher octave. We can also look at it like, like the musical notes on the scale. So we've got the notes and then we've got the octaves and we're going up a whole octave. So we're going up a density level. So that's density two is four, five, and six. And then we have density three, which is seven, eight, nine. And then we have density four, which is 10, 11, 12. And that those four densities is what can be experienced in an incarnate form. So we can incarnate anywhere between the first dimension and the 12th dimension. If you're incarnating in the first dimension, you would be like an atom. <laughs> okay. Or, or something like this. So that's, I just, it's very small, like pre-matter in the first dimension. Um, but yeah, so basically uh, in those fourth, in the four densities, it holds up to the 12 dimensions that we can experience an incarnation. And then in the, um, in the fifth density, there is dimensions 13, 14, and 15. Now, those are energetic dimensions where there is no biology or physicality. So there's basically huge gestalts of consciousness that reside in those upper dimensions, in that upper um that upper field of existence. So any beings who are experiencing a life on another planet, they're residing within uh, the first or the 12th dimension. And so when you want me to kind of walk you through what these dimensions would be like, we already know what the first, second, and third would feel like. Uh, we know a little bit about the fourth being the astral, being, you know, exactly like where people immediately kind of pass on to when we drop the physical body. Um, the fifth dimension is a dimension that you can experience living uh, on another planet, or hopefully we're going to bring that consciousness here. Um, and it is very similar to what we live in the third dimension. Like there's the physicality of the body. Um, you eat food, but you eat different food. It's just a little more, it's high vibrational. Uh, you still have a digestive system in the fifth dimension. So it's very much like living in the third dimension in a physical body. Uh, there's very much like people in the fifth dimension as well. Very much like humanoid forms exist in the fifth dimension but it's very much a lighter state it's very um uh it's less there's less distortions there and it is more heart-based in the fifth dimension okay and the sixth dimension again you're just going up these these layers as as we go so in the sixth dimension again experiencing that would be uh very similar to what we experience on earth, except they have like different societies that are built that are very, very advanced. And, um, and I don't know if you resonate at all with, uh, cause I, I identify as a, as a star seed. And I actually remember lifetimes in other planets in other star systems. So I have a fifth dimensional lifetime that I remember in the Pleiades. And I have a sixth dimensional lifetime that I remember in Sirius. Okay, so actually these dimensions are kind of structured to what we see in our galaxy with certain star systems. Certain star systems hold um, a different dimension. They hold the frequency of a different dimension. So people who um, identify as resonating with Arcturians, that's from the eighth dimension. And they deal a lot with technology and healing and med bed technology. So really every dimension is very similar to what we're living 
right now, it's just the consciousness levels go up from there. That's really the difference between each dimension. So that's the easiest way I can really explain it in, in a simple term is to say that it's very similar to how we live. It's just um, less distortions and a bigger expanded consciousness there. Like they understand the universal structure. It's very natural. And when I'm talking about the universal structure, it's me tapping into these different lifetimes that I've had, right? Like these different versions of me. So you mentioned the ascension and we're going to be moving from third to fifth dimension. Where are we at in this ascension process? Have we started yet? Oh, it's been a big journey. There's been a lot going on. Um, it ha So it has started. Um, yes, it has started. So, um, so what is ascension in the first place? So that's a really good question, too, is to understand what is ascension. And so ascension is basically us getting back our memories, us tapping into these higher versions of who we are. Ascension also has to do with DNA activation. So each of us, like if you've noticed a big shift in the way people think on Earth in the last 20 years, it has to do with the fact that we are changing not only our consciousness, but we're changing biologically. And our biology has to change in order to hold a higher level of consciousness. So um, your body has to be able to contain that level of consciousness. That is what ascension is. To actually shift and change our biology to a state where we can hold high levels of consciousness within our bodies. That is what ascension is. It's not about getting off the planet or, you know, dropping your body and just becoming pure energy. The, the goal is to experience high levels of consciousness in the physical form. Otherwise, we would never incarnate. We would just stay as pure source energy. Source wants to experience itself in physicality. So ascension is us reaching for the most highest expression of who we are, which is that source embodied consciousness and allowing it to come into the physical body. And then we can live and breathe and walk around with this and experience life, true life, the way it was always intended. Um, so yes, it has started, but there is a lot going on in the galactics that, um, I can't really get into the whole thing, but it's well on its way. There's been a few setbacks. Let's just put it that way. There's been a few setbacks in our ascension, in this ascension cycle, but it's it's under control because it's almost like it's almost like we're waiting for everything to be in alignment and then we can go. So it's like it's like we're slowly waking up, slowly waking up, slowly waking up, and there will be a tipping point. And when that tipping point occurs, it'll be like an avalanche of awakening where we really truly get what we're here to do. Um, yeah. Are there any signs, whether they're internal or within our environment, that we can look to or notice to see if we are changing or our environment is changing? Yeah, absolutely. So that's actually a really good question as well, because we are creator beings. 
And our consciousness affects the reality around us. It really does. So basically, the consciousness you hold, you're constantly actually creating everything that you experience on this earth. So when you ask if there is any signs that we can see, it would actually be the signs would be where you start to see that um, that you're affecting your reality. That's that's actually a really big part. So so you hear it in the New Age community where it's like manifesting. Well, manifesting is using your consciousness to affect the reality around you. So that's a really good um, clue or a really good sign that says, yeah, you are definitely headed towards ascension because your consciousness, you're able to realize that your reality is a reflection of you and what you do within is reflected without. And so when we talk about ascension on this planet, if we really want to see other people go through ascension and we want to see this earth change and we want to see the consciousness expand, what we have to do is work on ourselves. Can you tell us a little bit about the earth's history prior to what's going on now? Yeah, so the history that we were taught maybe in school, it's pretty brainwashy stuff it's to pretty much keep us very much asleep and to keep us out of our true power to keep us away from our true sovereignty um and so the earth history that i was taught is very different and the real pinnacle of it starts back in the atlantean times so if you've heard of atlantis at all and the fall of atlantis so the last ascension cycle occurred during the time of atlantis and it didn't actually go so well. And that's why Atlantis fell. And now what we have going on on Earth is this rise of Atlantis, where we get, this is an ascension cycle again. This is the next ascension cycle since Atlantis. And so we get to heal ourselves. We get to almost, we get a second chance at this. We get to almost heal what occurred during the time of Atlantis. We get to, to do that now. And if we were to go back to the period of Christ, he was here 2000 years ago to really prepare us for this next ascension. So we've got what happened in Atlantis and an ascension cycle that occurred and it didn't go so well. And we fell in consciousness. And that's pretty much what put us in a state of where we're at. And then we had Christ coming back 2000 years ago um, and now and that was to get us ready for what is available to us on this earth right now because not only are humans evolving but the earth is evolving and it is a natural cycle it comes in its own time the same way that you know a, a, a seed grows up into a tree and it produces fruit it has a timeline a cycle the earth has a cycle so that would kind of, that's pretty much what I want to say about the earth history. And Atlantis was about 10,000 years ago. So we've got 10,000 years ago to 2,000 years ago when Christ came to um, what's happening now on the planet. So basically the earth is much, much older than what they tell us, right? Um, and so I think that's what I really wanted to touch on about the history of Earth is just to kind of say that this is the next ascension cycle and why it's so important is because what happened way back when it's rising up again. And a lot of people who are on this planet right now were here during the time of Atlantis. So we're here to heal these wounds. We're here to work on this together. We're here to not let that happen again. Yeah. 
Can you tell us in what ways Christ is trying to prepare us for the ascension? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Christ was a 12-dimensional avatar being. So he attained he attained 12-dimensional consciousness in his physical body. That's what he he came to show us what we can do. He came to embody exactly what we are each and every one of us are able to do. So he also held, um, now this is a little bit interesting, when we talk about our genetics, when we talk about our DNA, the strands of our DNA are directly connected with the higher dimensional versions of who we are. And so right now we're only operating with like three to four strands of DNA online right now. And Christ had his full 12 strands of DNA on. So that's pretty cool. And it it was that 12 strand DNA potential that allowed him to fully embody his avatar, his Christed self within his physical biology. So he was the example to show us what we can do in this coming ascension cycle. Like he was a living embodiment of it. Yeah. And so he actually, yes, his messages are very powerful. Yes, he's taught us so much forgiveness and love, and he taught consciousness as well. But truly his mission was to be the living version, the living embodiment of what we can all achieve. Yeah. Are all of us starseeds? On some level, yes. However, many of us on earth, when we talk about star seeds right now who are on earth, like in this generation, um, many of us have come from a direct lifetime in the stars. So that's what I would say a star seed is. We are all star seeds, but many of us humans have been on earth since Atlantis. We've been more or less stuck here for 10,000 years and it's time to be liberated from the planet and that's where a lot of star seeds came to help because it wasn't fair what was happening basically yeah yeah so we are all from the stars but many of us have had a very long soul reincarnation on earth on earth on earth on earth on earth and eventually with all this amnesia we end up completely forgetting who we are. That's why a lot of star seeds came to incarnate on Earth at this time so that we could not shake people awake, but really help them because we've been stuck in a slumber for so long. If you could just imagine a sleep that went on and on and on and on, we really needed help to come in and help and help wake up these souls. Every soul holds this potential. Every soul has multidimensional aspects of who they are. But many people who are right now on earth have been stuck on earth for a very long time. How did we get stuck here? That would be during the fall of Atlantis. And there were definitely other beings involved. When we talk about the galactics, not all are benevolent. Some of them do have their own agendas in mind. And so the reason why Earth would be such a target or the reason why the humans on Earth would be such a target is because many of these beings who are not benevolent 
they are very greedy and they want to live forever and they want to be immortal and they don't want to go back to source. And we all have to go back to source in order to recharge our quantum. And so instead of going back to source, they decided that they would use humanity's natural connection to source so that they would use humanity's quantum to sustain themselves. So very much like what we see in the movie, The Matrix, like we, Earth has been uh, used for energy by other beings for a very, very long time. So they want to keep us small. They want to, um, they want us not to remember our true selves, our sovereign selves. They want us to be very dependent. They want us to be very asleep so that they continue to be able to harvest our energy. And, and they do that in different ways. And a lot of us just hand over our energy that way. Yeah. Do you have any idea when we will complete the ascension? Oh, so it's going to be a bit of a bumpy ride for the next few years, I would say. Like, we can see big fluctuations happening. And I believe in, you know, by 2030, things will be ironed out by then. But ultimately, I'm hoping that we can fix or heal what happened back in Atlantis. And when we wake up and we remember our sovereign selves, that's when the ascension happens. That's when this game ends. When we wake up and remember that we are sovereign and that no other being can actually take our energy without our permission, when that happens, everything shifts. And so when I look at a timeline, it's very different. Um, because timelines switch a lot just and, and, and we all influence this reality and timelines in different ways. So there's no one answer for that because it's very fluid to look at the future. It's very, very fluid. It can go either way and it's never set in stone until it happens. Um, but basically, um, there's, there's going to be a lot of marvelous things that come about in the near future because we have not just me on planet Earth. There are so many people like me who actually speak the same way, who understand these things, who are here with the exact same mission as me. And when we all kind of stand up, you know, a lot of us like like a lot of us who have the knowledge that I have, they're still very much scared to come out about their information or they're still shy right? Like we're still peeling back all these layers of uh, being like suppressed and feeling like we can't express ourselves, right? So many of us can't really uh, form words to these big concepts. So the more people, like the more starseeds that step into their mission, the faster this ascension will, will click. So it, it really depends on how much work we do. It really depends on how hard we try. It really depends on on the consciousness. Yeah. So I don't have a, a single answer, but I know that it's building, it's building, it's building, it's building. And where the tipping point is, we shall see. There are big events that happen. And like, even what happened in 2020, we could say that was a really like not good event that happened, but also a lot of people had a lot of time to wake up. A lot of people woke up within these past two years. So um, there are kinds of events that are happening where, you know, we look at maybe like what's going on with the elites and stuff, and maybe they're trying to hush it down, but they're, they're trying to stop the ascension. But the more they try, the, 
more it just explodes, you know? So we don't know really how it's going to go. And when I talk to my higher galactic beings, um, they have seen this replay quite a few times. It's almost like a movie that they've already seen. And every time they watch the movie, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different, right? And that's one of the reasons why star seeds are here is to really influence the movie, to really influence the chain of events. So the fact that I'm here speaking with you kind of shows that we're on track. <laughs> why do you think so many star seeds or people are afraid of speaking out? Yeah, well, we are programmed from a very young age. Uh, what is quote unquote normal, you know, like this entire reality is really built to keep us in a state of being uh, dumbed down and quiet. And then when starseeds do wake up, a lot of times they feel alienated from their friends and family. They're shy about what they speak about. They don't really have a lot of proof about what they talk about either. They don't really have the confidence yet either, right? Not every starseed has had some sort of visceral experience like I have, where I'm so sure about these different layers and dimensions and, and all these experiences that I've had, because I have real memories of my past lives. And a lot of starseeds don't. Um, so we're, we all came in with like different pieces of the puzzle so I would say like from the time that we're little and we begin school we are that is the beginning of the conditioning of the programming where we start to uh you know we we start to change who we really are to fit in we start to change who we are to gain our teacher's approval to gain to gain like our parents approval and we lose who we are um, and so any like what I would say if anybody resonates um, if anybody says or thinks that they may be a starseed, go back and remember how you felt like as a child, your earliest memories, even before you started school, because that's your authentic vibration. So this world and this society is very much set up to help us stay in this very human, egotistical mind. There's materialism, there is distractions everywhere. And it's distracting you from going within. So I would say starseeds are afraid because they're so unusual compared to the normal, the normal person. Um, and a lot of times their message that they have to bring is also a little bit frightening, right? Like not everyone wants to talk about ETs or not everyone wants to talk about these things. Yeah. Can you give us any tips on how to wake ourselves up? Oh, so trust yourself. That's the first thing that kind of comes out is just trust yourself. So many of us receive guidance. So many of us actually are receiving downloads from our higher self. And a lot of times we, we just kind of brush it off as like, oh, that's just myself talking. Um, so there is really starting to trust your own inner guidance, really starting to trust your intuition is a really great way to start to wake up. I would say, you know, YouTube is really great for consciousness. YouTube really is helping people to wake up and really interacting with people is what wakes people up. That's part of the reason why I um, we didn't really talk about this, but I had a dream about having this interview with you before it even happened. And partially for that reason, it's like I'm here giving this or, or doing this interview with you because everything I'm talking about has a way of activating anyone who's listening. 
And so that's one way that we can wake each other up is we share information. We share our consciousness with one another. We, I, I call it sharing energetic codes. I have codes within my being. And when I talk to someone, you guys are receiving it. Or I'll, I also speak to other people who really activate me as well. So really a good way to wake each other up is to start talking with one another and sharing these really big ideas. It's the sharing the big ideas that is really going to cause a tipping point on this earth. So that's my best advice. I would also say to work on, you know, what you're eating, try to make sure you have really good drinking water, which isn't always a luxury for everyone on earth and the quality of our drinking water. You know, we have a lot of toxins around that are keeping our consciousness very small, right? Like we have a lot to, um, we have a lot going on on earth that's kind of going against the biology that wants to ascend. The body naturally wants to heal. The body naturally wants to ascend. And so when we give the body what it needs, the right environment, it will heal. It will expand. The biology will change. Your DNA will come online and you will be able to hold this higher consciousness within your body. So watch what you eat. Start. So the best way to shift and wake up is to start to shift your lifestyle. To start, start going for like fresh air, go outside and connect with trees and connect with mother earth. All, everything we need to wake each other up is right in front of us. And it's free. You don't have to pay any money. <laughs> you don't have, you know, it's all free. Um, go out and sit under the stars. You know, starlight is the most activating thing ever. The sunlight is very activating as well. Everything we need for our ascension is right in front of us and it's free. You know, a lot, and, and there's a lot of people in power that work very, very hard to take away these luxuries from us. Really, like, you know, keeping us indoors and, you know, our drinking water isn't the greatest and our toxins in our food and spring. There's all these reasons for the things that they do, and it's to keep our consciousness shut in. So start to detox, start to take care of your body. When you take care of your body, you naturally, your consciousness begins to match that. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us some of the most shocking or surprising things that you've learned from other beings while communicating with them? That's a big one too. Yeah, because my level of so that first initial awakening was very personal for me and spiritual and very connected to source. Um, but then I had to learn a lot. So you're right. There was definitely some shocking things. I think the most shocking thing that I learned, and it maybe not be a, a, it's not very a good thing, but basically I used to think in my happy little bubble world that once we get to 5D, everything's perfect. One of the most shocking things that I learned was that there are distortions all the way through the dimensions. Like once you get out of this dimension, doesn't make it absolutely perfect, right? And I think that that's one thing that's really important to know um because um yeah because what what we really want is to connect in with our avatar that christed consciousness we really want that christed consciousness to come into our bodies and so um the reason why we want to do that is because it heals and clears every dimensional layer of who you are so like when you call in your Christ itself and it begins to become embodied down here, it clears your, your 9D self, your 7D self, your 5D self. It heals all of those different versions of you. So I think that was one of the most shocking things is that I learned is that the higher 
um, the higher versions of who I am also want to be healed and be connected with my Christ self as well. So that was something that was shocking. I'm trying to think, I think really everything's been fairly shocking <laughs> because I was very much just a regular human consciousness level. And then it all began to kind of come from there. So even just learning about the structure of the universe uh, was, it, it's, I wouldn't say shocking, I would say amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, like a, a lot of the information is available online too. So like a lot of people are bringing through this information. So I wouldn't say anything is too shocking. The, the biggest one would be to find out that um, the higher dimensions also hold a little distortions and that they also need some healing and that they're not 100% perfect. Just a lot of people think once you get to 5D, yay, that's it. And it, it doesn't end there. There's so many layers to healing. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that after we die, we have a choice of coming back here or going somewhere else? And if we do, what are you choosing next time? Yeah, that's a very good question. So I do believe we have the choice. Um, I, I would be choosing to come back and coming back to the new earth because I know in this lifetime that I'm living in this incarnation, we're going to see this earth change into a newer higher version of earth um so that is pretty much i know in this lifetime i won't be passing on until this whole earth has shifted into a whole other layer like when we were talking about the dimensions and how it's like the different planes of existence like this whole earth is going to be shifting and so once we're there yes i'd love to come back and experience that again but would i want to come back to this 3d earth and do this whole ascension again <laughs> that's another question because this has been a ride for my soul like i know this has been one of the most challenging lifetimes uh that i've been on to be honest like the volunteers that are here on earth i applaud you because these are very tricky times that we are navigating and like I said, there's so many like environmental things that are going against us as well. So when if we can really pull this off, and we will, because there's so many of us now on, on Earth doing this, um, we will attain this higher version of Earth. And if that's the case, I would definitely choose to come back. And I want to experience that. Absolutely. What are you looking forward to in the future besides the ascension? Oh, goodness. So... Basically, I'm looking forward to seeing Mother Earth healed. Um, that's a big part of, of that desire is to really see Mother Earth being healed and really seeing people waking up to the point where we can do our own healing. Um, it's interesting because this universe is holographic. Um, and so we are a small scale, like our human bodies are a smaller version of the earth's body. And the earth's body is a smaller version of the solar system's body. So if you can think about it on that, on, on that scale, so humans have a template, that's like a small version of this template. And that same overlay can be overlaid on top of earth. And so we are directly connected to, to the planet. And as we do our own healing, we heal the planet. And so one thing that I'm really excited for is when we realize that we have the ability to not only heal ourselves, but to heal the actual planet. And if enough of us do that, we will see the entire planet heal and actually change its uh, 
it's axis points. And so right now the earth is on a diagonal. It's on like a tilted axis. And we kind of want to correct that. So a healed earth would have its axis straight up and down, not tilted. Um, that That is so that the earth can regenerate better and smart quantum. Those are our big terms. But that that's what I'm so excited about. It's not just ascension, but it's just the healing that will take place on this earth and the changes that we will see. And I'm excited about all the steps that are coming to lead up to that point, because there's going to be many of us creating healing centers. There's going to be many of us accessing the power of earth to actually heal us. Um, so when we end up understanding that the earth is directly connected and we can heal the earth, but the earth can heal us and vice versa. We're going to see a whole different modality of healing. We're going to see things like cancers disappear. Like we're going to get to see that utopia that we've always wanted, uh, that we've always hoped for, I guess is what I want to say. So I'm excited for all the steps leading up to this final tipping point where we all basically remember who we are, not only here, but in all the higher levels as well. Now you communicate with the Galactic Council. Can you give us anything surprising that the council has revealed to you? Um, it's it's truly like the same teachings that were here a long time ago and that these old ancient teachings are coming back. That's that's basically it. So surprising like not really, but it makes sense. Like it just kind of makes sense. So um like, you know, teaching you that your heart is so powerful and that you can tap into your heart, right? Like that's something that uh, Pleiadians will teach you is that the power of your heart. And when you're confused, like our mind, our brain is split into two different hemispheres and that's kind of like duality. And yet our hearts are whole. And when our heart also has like almost like synapses, like when you look at the tissues of the way our heart is structured, it's very much structured like a second brain. And so when we are stuck in duality, it doesn't really serve us. But when we drop into our heart centers, um, we, we can access a form of consciousness that's not split. It's not split in duality. It's whole. And so it's like a different way of tapping into knowledge. So that's something that the Pleiadians, like they love to teach about using your heart. The Pleiadians love to teach about healing. Um, yeah. And then if you're working with like eighth dimensional ETs that are Arcturian, they would teach you about high technology. They would teach you about uh, EMPs and like, uh, you know, they would talk about the electromagnetic field and they would talk about like real technology. They would talk about free energy. They would talk about um, how silly our math system is here on earth. Basically we use a base 10 math system, which is totally limited. And if we ever want to achieve free energy, we need to be working with a base 12 number system. We're missing two characters out of our mathematics. That is basically 12 is a complete whole eternal number system and 10 is very limited and basically teaching kids a base 10 number system is another way to keep their consciousness really little and so uh yeah so working with eight dimensional beings you will learn about technology when you're working with like the 12th dimensional beings they're going to be teaching you more about 
the creation of particles and sparks and quarks and quantum mechanics that comes down from the 12th dimension is really learning about tachyons and pre-matter particles and how they spark and 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 yeah like in the 12th dimension you really understand oneness. In the 12th dimension, you really understand that we're all one. You really understand that there's no difference between you or me or anything around you. So that would be the 12th dimensional consciousness is to really understand that law of one, um, but also the creational process and quantum physics and all of that comes through from the 12th dimension. All right. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or chit chat with you. Are you open to that? And if so, how should they reach you? Yeah, absolutely. So I would love any questions, any feedback, if anybody wants to reach out. I'm most accessible on Instagram. That's where I've built most of my platform. Um, and then I have a website and I have a small YouTube channel, but there's not very much posted there. I do hope to post more. My my Instagram is light underscore and underscore quartz. So light and quartz. My website is lightandquartz.com and my Gmail or my email would be lightandquartz at gmail.com. Um, but if you really want to get a taste for the things that I speak about and do, um, that would be on Instagram. I should also mention because we uh, we talked a lot about you know, the structure of the universe and ascension. Um, I also, as an oracle, I also bring through a lot of ancient songs um, that are very healing. And I, I sing medicinal songs. So very similar to what we see, like with shamans working with certain medicines, I work with higher frequencies and I sing these tones and I sing songs and I speak a light language, which is um, similar to like in the Bible, they say speaking in tongues, um, but it's basically bringing through a higher dimensional language through. So I share and do all of that on Instagram. So if anyone's interested in listening listening to what light language sounds like or what drum medicine with the light light uh, light language songs if you want to hear that that's available on on instagram um, so that's the best way to kind of reach out right now i'm actually offering um, a four-week healing journey and the window is actually closing there's only just a few more days left uh, of this to be able to join in. But basically, um, if I have time to tell this story, um, at, I basically have been doing one-on-one -on -one sessions with clients, working energetically with them. I've worked with many, many clients doing energy healing. And I do speak a light language, which helps me uh, heal and uh, basically move and shift energy within someone's energy field. And so I, I use light language and singing and sound tones to, to move and shift energy. And I've been doing that for quite a while, taking clients. And at a certain point, I realized that I couldn't heal everyone. I can't heal the world doing just one person at a time. So I had a really beautiful inspiration where I asked Source and I just said, could you please use me as a vessel? Could you please let me know what can I offer? Like what's needed? 
And so I went to sleep that night and I had a dream and I had a dream about this four week healing journey that I can offer people. So what it is, is basically a, a medicine container, but it's online and you would join this medicine container and work with me for four weeks doing Zooms. Uh, and every time we'll be kind of sharing medicine and sharing this type of information. And what this will do is really help to activate you and wake you up. Um, my four-week healing journey is called Emerging from Our Cocoons because after uh, the past two years, we've all been in a, a cocooning state and it's really time for us to step back, to kind of not get back to normal, but actually get to a point that was better than normal to really activate and step out and spread our wings. So this is really what inspired it. I received a beautiful dream. And then within an hour after waking up, I just wrote down the entire course content. And then I had to get it online. Now, the galactics that I work with, they also work with um, there's certain frequencies that reach the earth at certain times due to like numerology and the planetary alignments. It makes certain frequencies accessible on earth. And so this June is actually very important because it has a 636 coding to it. And so that is like an original creation code, which may not make sense, but there's a lot of reasons to that number working with the galactics and so they've asked me to open up this container through a certain period of time in June to really allow this activation and healing to occur um, so that's available right now and it's open until June 9th so it's only just a few more days so this Thursday I'll be closing the enrollment and then from there it will be a sealed container where I'll be working basically one-on-one -on -one, but it will be a group but you'll have access to me for four weeks of working pretty much one-on-one -on -one. if you had any questions I could answer them and really help to expand your consciousness in that way so that's something I really wanted to put out there because it was such an important download from the galactics to really create this container to help people wake up to help people emerge from this slumber to help people emerge from being in their cocoon yeah, so I just wanted to put that out there as well. Do you have anything else going on that you want us to know about? Um, so yeah, I also wanted to mention that I do one-on-one -on -one sessions uh, with, with clients where I'm able to uh, read your star lineage. I'm able to read your soul path more or less. So if anyone needs clarity or if anybody wonders if they're a star seed, I can definitely tap in and read the different multidimensional layers of who you are and what energies you're really embodying on this planet right now. I usually also tap into like what your soul purpose is. You know, I usually help, I, I really help to bring clarity to people uh, so that they understand really who they are and what their path and purpose is. And so I do that by working one-on-one -on -one and giving these soul readings. And I, I call them oracle readings because, again, I'm tapping into the different layers of me and I'm reading your energy and I'm able to kind of expand it from there. And every session is a little bit different depending on the client. Like it's not just like one size fits all. It's all very different depending on what that the person is seeking what information they're looking for. So just for anybody else who's interested, I also bring through a lot of drum medicine, a lot of light language, and a lot of singing light language that many people find healing. Many people find that very peaceful. And you can just lay back and receive those songs, and that will help activate you as well. 
Before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Okay, so we are doing a fantastic job. <laughs> that is one very positive message. Like everything, everything is going right. Everything is going right. Even though I did talk throughout this interview, I did say that there was a few setbacks in our ascension. Those were for a good reason. And every time you think something is going wrong, it's actually about to push something into the right. And so please know that everything is happening for a reason and everything is going right. One of the biggest part of like the biggest part of my awakening uh, when that light bulb snapped on and I wanted to laugh because it was so blissful and joyful, that was the feeling. Everything's going right. Everything is going right. And everything you're doing and everything you're going through is happening for this higher reason. And maybe you may not see it now, but you will see it in the coming times. It'll all click for you where you realize that everything was leading up to this moment. That's what I would love to leave you with. Yeah. Thank you for that message, Aaron, And thank you again for being my guest. Mm -hmm. I wish you a great rest of your day. Thank you so much, Jeff, for having me. It was very synchronistic to be on here today. So thank you. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.